Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hi, this is Mark Homer for Mark My Words. I'm here in the beautiful Maldives this week, just having a little bit of rest and relaxation. And whilst I'm here, I managed to gather my thoughts together to give you an insight into what I think makes a good JV and a good JV partner. Now, joint ventures are the key to many, many different types of business all over the world. Business partnerships are really formed out of JVs. JVs come about essentially because one party has some skills or a brand or some money or the ability to do business in a certain way. And another party doesn't necessarily have those attributes or or those assets or those skills, but they have something else that they can bring to the table. And that may be time or it may be one has the brand and one has the money or, or maybe one's got the experience or, you know, there's all number of different facets that make a good JV partnership. And as Rob and I are just entering into a, a new JV this week, I wanted to talk to you specifically about what I think makes a good JV partner and what to look for when you're out searching for that JV partner to make your JVs work better. I think the first thing to mention with a JV is to find a JV partner with complementary skill sets. Complementary skills are the key to making any JV successful. If you've got a, a JV relationship with somebody who does exactly the same stuff as you, follows you around all day, maybe you're good at the numbers, they're good at the numbers too, what's going to happen is you're likely to end up pushing against each other, doing the same things and therefore not being particularly productive. So it's very important to have differing complementary skill sets. For example, when Rob and I started, Rob was great at marketing. He'd be good with the platform selling and really making sure that we were bringing, generating new income into our business. And I would have been good with the, the finding the properties and you know making sure that all the systems were working in the business and making sure our business relationships and our s- suppliers and the, the operations worked well within our business. So we split those job roles up between us. And the way we did it really was to take an organizational hierarchy with 20 different job roles on it, something that Michael Gerber teaches in the E-Myth book. And we put a job role next to each one of the facets of the business that we thought was going to be important to grow this business over a period of time. So we had a job role there from the finance director. We had a, a job role there for the managing director, for the sales director, for the marketing director, for the head of acquisitions, for the head of lettings, for the head of refurbs. All those job roles needed doing. And of course, my name went on half of them and Rob's name went on the other half. And then as the team got bigger... We put people into each one of those different job roles as time went on. So I think we had 18 people in the original plan when we envisaged Progressive. And effectively, what we did was start with the end in mind. So we thought, this is the kind of business we want. This is how many properties we want. This is how many staff we want. This is the turnover. This is the profit. And then we put all that into a plan. And then we built our business around that goal over a period of time. 
So it's very, very important to have those complementary skills. And by having complementary skills, you effectively know that you're able to both add value to the relationship. Usually with a, a joint venture or a business partnership, you're looking to create a situation where one plus one equals three. So instead of the result just being a sum of the parts, you want the different elements of the joint venture to add up to a lot more. And therein, you create the value and the brilliance within joint ventures. So the facets of working out whether a joint venture relationship is going to be good or not, it's very much down to subtleties which go on within human relationships which can be quite difficult to to analyze or describe and and the best way to to get to the bottom of them really is just to test and measure so once you've gone through working out whether they're complementary skills whether you can boast that value whether the sum of you guys working together is going to be just greater than the sum of the parts you've really got to test and measure that relationship and, and stress test it in real world scenarios and the only way to do that is to to start a small business together and to see how you work together but without going in without piling everything into the relationship from day one you need to test to see how you guys work together and and whether you're able to to add value to this relationship it's important to look at what previous experience the other person has and what deals they've done and what businesses that they've you know had in the past and whilst the, the past isn't always the best guide to the future, I would say that if somebody has had a, a string of successful businesses or a string of successful relationships or investments in the past, they're likely to go on and do the same thing again because those synapses in their brain are likely to be working in, in the same way and they're going to be able to bring that experience, those contacts, those ways of working to the partnership, which is going to benefit both of you. So... For me, I, I always look back, if I'm going into a new JV relationship with a new partner, I always look back at what they've done before, how long they've been in business, do I know any of their previous or their current JV partnerships, how do those partnerships seem to have fared, have they test, stood the test of time, have they made money through those partnerships, they're all very, very important things to look at. I like to go through some of the deals that they've done previously, you know, what did they buy it for, have a look on you know, on land registry, on, on right move plus, if they buy it cheap, does it yield well? You know, if, if it's property, maybe if it's a business deal, what have they, you know, how long has it taken for them to build that business? What's the profitability? Have they sold it? What PE did they manage to get? How much money did they raise? How much cash do I think they've got? Are they going to be able to weather, you know, difficult times? As we go on through our business relationship, have they got resources to support the relationship if it starts to go wrong? All of these aspects are very, very important. And I think testing and measuring is the best way to ascertain um, whether they've been successful or not. Key to all joint venture relationships and, and business partnerships are, are the party's goals, vision and values. What do you both want out of your investments together? What is your end goal? Is it to make the most money? Is it to make a difference? Is it to build a legacy? What are you doing this for? That's a very, very important place to get to. And to and the quicker you can understand what the other person wants from this joint venture, then the quicker you are likely to work out whether they're going to be a successful partner or not. You know, do you have a similar vision? 
it doesn't matter that you're you're both very different people it's quite good that you're good at different things and it's quite good that you're complementary but if you don't have a similar vision i.e you don't want to get to the same place and probably in the same way and maybe your values are quite different well that could be an indicator as to uh, a joint venture that might not be successful what are your values what do you hold sacred what do you really really believe in it's very important to understand what your joint values are so that you can put those to the best use and make sure that they're compatible you know do you view relationships with suppliers and customers in the same way what do you hold dear to your heart those values are going to really be your your guiding principles and if you if you haven't got similar values or you don't believe in similar things well you're probably going to have issues later on down the line the best way to work out how someone's going to treat you is to look at how they treat other people over a period of time it will become pretty obvious how that person is treating other people and other business relationships if somebody is treating others badly in their their joint ventures or in their business relationships maybe they're not being honest with them maybe there's there's some kind of friction maybe they're difficult to deal with maybe there are agreements made that look like they've been changed quite quickly afterwards it's probably pretty obvious that they're going to be doing something similar with you lots of people i speak to would say oh well you know that's how they're going to treat somebody else but i think it'll be different with me and they tell me it's going to be different with me but I would say it's probably going to be an indicator that it won't be quite as good when you get into a business relationship with them. Does this other person share a positive attitude to collaboration? And do they share your level of commitment? You know, how much are they working in their existing business? How much time are they putting in? How much energy are they putting in? Are they willing to learn? Are they reading? Are they listening to audios and you know, have they got an open mind? You, you need somebody who is positive with an open mind and willing to learn to make a, a joint venture or a business relationship work. And that, that's very, very important. You know, what are their brand values and do they complement your brand values? And, you know, are you going to be able to create a brand together that has a common purpose and, you know, your customers are going to, to respond to and, 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 and resonate with? Another very important factor is what reputation this joint venture partner has in the marketplace. Is it a positive one? If you're going into business with somebody who has a bad reputation, well, that's probably going to rub off on you because others will associate you with the negative attributes of, of your joint venture partner and you may get tarred with the same brush. So it's important to try and do business and definitely go into business relationships and joint ventures with with people who have a good reputation and people that are trustworthy because it's going to be difficult for you to look over your shoulder the whole time and you'll always be concerned that you know maybe money's going missing or you know there are deals that are not being put into the joint pot or or whatever it is when you when you can really trust somebody and you have a, a good relationship with them over a period of time it becomes much much easier and more relaxing and uh, more conducive to growing a bigger business together some other aspects that you may want to look into are whether this person is financially secure you know do they have a good credit score 
may sound like pretty basic stuff, but if they've got credit issues and you're looking to uh, maybe borrow money from a bank for your business or, or get a mortgage for some investment property that you're getting, this could be difficult later on. Certainly if, if somebody's got financial issues, they may become a, a drain on the business. They maybe have debt in the background, which uh, could cause issues for them and, and maybe impact your business over a period of time. So it might be a good idea just to have a look on Companies House. There's a, a free web check service. Just have a look at the, the companies that they've got at the moment. Is there a whole string of liquidations and you know, companies gone into administration and insolvency practitioners being appointed. That could be a uh, a marker and, and something that you maybe want to ask uh, questions about, you know, talk to your joint venture partner and ask why that's happened. If they've got plausible reasons for that and it all adds up, maybe that's okay. But um, you may just want to query if there's a lot of creditors there and, and they've not been paid, you know, or, or, or lots of people have lost money. You, you maybe want to ask more questions about that. A little bit more due diligence that you can do on potential JV partners is by finding out what their customers and their suppliers think about them, you know, at the moment. Clearly, their their competitors probably aren't particularly impartial, but, you know, do their customers and suppliers, do they find them easy to deal with? Do they think they give them a good service? You know, what's their reputation and their trustworthiness like with those people? That's a, a good area to, to, to dig into because... Again, they're people that have dealt with that individual previously or that partner previously, and they're probably going to be some of the best testimonials for working out whether they're going to be a good partner for you. And it's also important to look at who they hang around with in terms of their, their friends and, and their management team. If the management team is very corporate, you know, very diligent, very efficient, well, your JV partner is, is likely to be the same. If they've got some friends that are all alcoholics and, 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 you know, get up late and generally quite lazy, well, you may want to dig into the industriousness of, of your potential JV partner because that's something that may have rubbed off onto them. Just, you know, when looking at people in general, those who are closest to them, probably the five closest people to them or, or you are who you or they become. So so important to look at who is around those people um, to, to, to work out whether they're somebody that you could do business with and somebody who could, you could bring into your joint venture sphere. So once you've found your joint venture partner and you've worked out that you can work together and that there's somebody who've got, who's got complementary skills, you're going to be able to, to add value by both coming together and creating something more. They've got some good experience in, in the areas that you need and perhaps you, you don't have, i.e. maybe you're, you're good at the back office and the financial stuff, but maybe you're not good at promoting your business or marketing your business and they are. Well, that could create a, a great joint venture. You really need to get into that testing phase as early as possible. You know, for, for me, certainly with Rob and I, we managed to get testing. We were working together. We, you know, we really got to, to kind of stress test our relationship in business early on and test how durable that was. And, and for us, that was very, very important. Yeah, we needed it. We both needed uh, a business like that and to, to make something grow. So we were very focused on, on making it work. But but actually, there's no better way than just testing the dynamic between two people, you know, to work out whether there's a potentially long term business there or not. A little bit of experience that, that, that I managed to gain over the years is I, I've had very, very few 
successful joint venture partnerships grow out of a friendship. Usually uh, my friends are my friends and we swap ideas and swap swap business ideas. But, but generally speaking, uh, the people I've gone into business with have come from a a different arena and they didn't really start as friends we, we came together because there was a a fit there in in business or a joint venture or you know helping each other make money or, or invest so for me friendships haven't really been a, been a fertile ground for finding business relationships and jvs and what i'd say about friendships is you you could end up ruining one through a joint venture that doesn't work or a relationship that doesn't work so for those who you cl- hold closest and dearest to your heart you know you you may not want to go into business with them because you you risk losing a friend over it over the long term so once you've 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 tested you measured you've you, you know you've got the same goals vision values and you know you've you've found somebody you can trust it's quite important to get that formalized into a document if you go and see a commercial solicitor They'll usually write you a shareholders agreement or a joint venture agreement, or if you're in an, in an LLP, might be a partnership agreement. Get that written up. That'll state in there what's expected of, of each party, what they're going to be doing, and who's bringing what funds and who's getting what percentage profit out of it, and you know what each other, each one of you can do outside of your your business relationship. What is acceptable and and, and what isn't, and you know, it is important to get all that written down, but obviously that will change and it'll it'll move and flex over the years as, as your rela- relationship moves on. And really the, the best advice that I could give is just to remain true to your partner and, and have those regular meetings where you can sit down and say, look, this is what we're doing now. This has changed. That's changed. I think we should do X, Y and Z and keep them informed of, of how you see your relationship with them and how you see the joint venture and, and, and how you want to progress things in, in the future. I think if you can always give a little bit more than, than you expect to receive, you'll end up receiving a hell of a lot more, if that makes sense, than you ever expected. You know, try and try and give more than you got. And that's certainly something which is um, is beneficial over the long run. If you see somebody, you know, in your in your partnership or in your relationship, putting a lot more in than you are, you know, come say to them, look, is there anything I can do to help or try and make their their job easier? Maybe you can help them in other ways. Maybe you can get them more support in the office. Whatever that is, try and be respectful and and sensitive to your partner's needs. And just view these partnerships as a 20, 30, 40, 50 year relationship so that you can you can really grow things because long, long term partnerships, in my view, is where you really get the benefit that the trust goes to a new level and you, you know what each other is, is good at just instinctively. So you know which direction to, to push work and and you you'll probably end up building something much, much bigger and much, much more powerful if you do it over a longer period of time with the same person because after having done something for so much longer you'll end up knowing so much more than your competition you'll have grown your business you'll be better capitalized you'll have better staff and you'll just know all the things not to do because you'll have made so many mistakes and um, you know and, and, and fix them you know with your partner I hope you found that podcast useful on how to find the right JV partner, how to to, to grow your partnership and and then execute and, and deliver it over the long term. I've certainly enjoyed delivering it, even with the odd seaplane going over. That's been Mark Homer for Mark My Words.